Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene, and today we're talking about elves and RPGs. Elves. Elves. <laughs> so th- they've been around a while. Elves since original D anD. d Maybe we should talk about where elves come from. Celtic myth is that what it is? Well, there's this whole thing about where did the elves in D anD. d come from? Oh, are they Tolkien esque? <laughs> Oh, definitely. And, but Tolkien actually based his his elves on Norse Norse elves. Norse, um, really? Because I had this idea, and a lot of people on these different forums talking about Tolkien also had the idea that he based him on the the Irish Tuathun, the Fey folk. Yeah, but they're the Irish mythology of the, like the Morgan and and all the different ones breed and stuff. Okay, which. They a lot of people tell me those are are fey, right? But the question is, did he base his elves on these on the two two the day, or did he base them on? And he says that his influence was the Celt, well, not Celtic mythology, but the um, Norse mythology, because other people have elves also. Really, like who? I'm not elves. I guess fey elves, fey, and they, there's also this thing. It goes in between. They call them the fey folk. But okay. it's really, I've always thought of them as more like elves, which I guess a lot of people do. And I didn't, I, I, so I'm not alone in that. Where do you get the idea of an elf from? I mean, you, you get them That's from... That's where I get my idea of an elf from is, um, is the Irish mythology. Oh, oh, I see. But that's not where Tolkien got his. Well, Tolkien, they say that if he's honest, that he probably got it from both Irish mythology and North mythology. I kind of mixed North, them up. North mythology. But he was very into Norse stuff, so. I don't know anything about Norse mythology other than, is it like Thor and Odin and that stuff, right? That's Norse mythology. But there's also a an elf-like being in the in Norse mytho- North mythology. What are they called? Um, I'd never heard of that. But again, like I said, I'm not. A, I haven't. I don't know too much about Norse mythology other than. The gods, the god of thunder and blah, blah, blah. So when I think of elves in D&D, I think of, of Irish mythology, right? That's what I think. But a lot of people say that that's the fae. But when you talk about the fae, there's two different types, right? There's the elves, right. like, that I think of. And then there's the little fairies, the little ones that the can brownies take you into and their, the leprechauns yeah. and stuff like that. That's what I think of. Right. But that's just because of the way that I grew up in the stories that Tinkerbell I Tinkerbell and stuff. Mm, yeah. Well, like, those are tiny fairies. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I've remember, always thought I've always thought of fairies as not necessarily that nice. Well, remember there was that controversy with uh, even uh, that writer got involved. I forget which writer it was, where they were taking pictures of fairies. The little kids were taking pictures of fairies, and yeah, it's raining. I thought it wasn't supposed to rain today. Well, you know, weathermen, <laughs> weather people—they don't know what the hell they're talking about. But uh, yeah, it's, it's raining really hard. Dramatic pause. Uh, that happened in Britain, this idea that these little kids were taking pictures of fairies and they were proven to be authentic and then they were proven to be fake. Not authentic. Right. So they were faked. And I think, what is his name? The guy who wrote 
I forget what else, but he got involved in in the in the whole controversy because he he authenticated that it was that they were real, and then it proved to be false. He wrote, did he authenticate the pictures were real? I don't know. Or I forget what, how he got involved, but he was his credit his credit was like marred by that. Anyway, sorry to go off on the but, tangent. But what I, what I was saying is that it's obviously a this idea of a fairy is very British. I mean, there's very uh, okay. Well. I wouldn't go that far. English. Well, it was in Britain, and they believed in fairies, so there you go. We'll just ignore him. <laughs> no, what are you, why are you being so... Why... Is that a British thing? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying you shouldn't apply it to a specific place, because there's all kinds of different creatures through all kinds of mythology all over right. the world. Well, what I'm saying is that, but but in, in Britain... Your idea of a fairy, you... Have it as that particular a Tinkerbell kind of fairy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm saying they exist in 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 different. Uh, I'm just saying I wouldn't go peoples. specific into one specific. I mean, they're, they're just not known for like, like in the United States. Do people believe in? Okay, that shouldn't say that, and that because we are. Uh, hello, in the United States, historically, I would go with coyote, something like that. The different kind. Every place has its its. Different kinds of uh, mythology, right? I was thinking native, Jolene. I was thinking the people. I know what you were thinking, but I'm just telling you that's why you shouldn't <laughs> say stuff like that. Okay, okay, okay. Whatever. It doesn't matter. So what I'm saying is fairies have been around and people, even modern day people, have this idea of what fairies are. Is all I'm saying. All I know is that either one of my grandmothers would have told you that it was a brownie that took it or or something like that if something was missing, so... Okay, so so back to D and D. I think Gary Gygax included all kinds of little creatures in his monster manual or in the in the list of monsters in the original D and D. I think he even had brownies in the original D and D, and he definitely had elves, right? And even though he's denied it, he denied it. Gary Gygax did that. D and D was basically a Middle Earth role playing game. Well, he, I'm, I'm he, sure it wasn't because it couldn't be because that would have been a well a, a copyright. That's thing. why he said no. But the fact that he included elves, dwarves, and hobbits—that word in itself—in his original D and D—I believe they changed rules, that to uh, halflings. They did, but only because <laughs> hobbits was like a problematic a pro- word, a propi- proprietary word. Right, is it's a word that uh, that Tolkien made up. Okay. Or name, whatever you want to call it. So obviously, it's not a stretch to imagination to think that while he was making up and coming up with his game, Gary Gygax and his world, that he kind of was looking at Tolkien as an example of a world, of a created world, right? Middle Earth is a created world, even though basically Middle Earth is supposedly in a different age of, of this world. But... Uh, for Gary Gygax, you could, you could see that as a model of how to make up a world uh, where you could have adventures in. So, not only was he using that idea of that you could create your own world, but he was also probably borrowing the ideas of elves and stuff like that. Because there's some elements of, of elves in, in D&D that kind of mimic the elves of Tolkien, even though I think, for the most part, Tolkien is the first writer to give characteristics to in, in written down anyway that I know of of elves and how they are and how give them a culture and give them their 
describe them and stuff like that. And so when it comes to D&D, Gary Gygax kind of used that as a model of elves in his game and in his description. It's changed, obviously, in some ways. Like, they've added things. They've added now after, I mean, that was a long time ago. Yeah. When, when 1974 is when uh, they published yeah. original D&D. Now there's been all kinds of things. Like, today when you say elves, a lot of people think of Legolas, right? Because they've seen the people who... Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Peter Jackson. Seen the, the movies, right? Right. And a lot of people would argue that the Jackson elves are different than the Tolkien elves. Yeah. Well, I'm not a... Uh, but I'm just, I'm just saying that the idea of elves has changed and the... Obviously, the lore comes from mythology. Right. And then D&D has, has also done all kinds of things to the elves, right? There's the dark elves, the yeah. the, the drow, or how do you say it? Drow? I think you're right. Um, I used to say drow, but somebody told me that was wrong. And then there's the, the wood elves, the forest elves. They used to call them high elves. High elves. But then again, that kind of mimics... Kind of mimics Tolkien with the with the. Well, with, you, you can't just say Tolkien though, because that comes from the idea of the. You could take it straight from um, Celtic or North mytho- mythology for the idea that the that was a race that is doesn't die, right? So they're like godlike. Yeah, that's a totally different subject too uh, about their lifespan, which also is Tolkien esque. How about if I just use Tolkien esque instead of just Tolkien? Because I though I'm sure they read. A lot of these people read, uh, what is it, Old Norse mythology and British mythology and English and Irish mythology. I think Tolkien just comes out and just puts all that on the table for you if you're into role-playing, if you're into fantasy, and if you're into that kind of, in that world of mythic, whatever you want to call it, mythic, the mythic past, and elves come up. I don't know how many people, at least in recent history, I mean, like I'm talking about the 80s, 90s, and to the present, people have actually read a lot of those mythic tales and stuff like that and talk, and read about those elves and based their opinion on elves from that. They're based it on D&D. And, and, I, and I, my personal opinion is that a lot of the, the, the characteristics and stuff. You can't say that. This is what he did because you don't know. I don't know. I'm just assuming you're right. But anyway, so what I'm saying is that Tolkien, Tolkien's elves are very similar, or Gary's elves, what he come out, what, what he wrote down is similar to Tolkien in the sense that they're long lived, the way they look, they're little, they're, they're thin, they wear. So wh- what does that mean for, for you as a p- person role playing an elf? I think that's where where this conversation is is what we want want to get to, and I think some people have this idea that elves are so strange or alien that you can't role play them, and some people even like don't allow you to role play an elf even in D and D because they believe that elves are so strange and alien to most people that you can't role play that, and I'm not sure that's. I understand where they're coming from because I think you're right. I think it's very, very strange. They're very strange creatures because they've been described as more, what is it, more divine than material, right? They're, they're kind of like a, they're not quite gods, but they're very close to maybe, I don't know, having elements of, of. 
closer to the divine than to the material plane. So that's one of the reasons why they're long-lived, right? They, they live, I mean, depending on which source you're talking about. I forget if Gary Gygax in the original D&D made elves live forever. I don't think they, they had like a lifespan of like a couple thousand years, I think, which far exceeds the other lifespan of all the other ones. I think dwarves come up to like 600 or something in the original D&D. And then humans live to be, what, 60 or 70 years old. So there's that. There's the idea that they are long lived. They've seen quite a bit, which was always a problem with me. And the idea of elves as starting characters, and I think we discussed this before, is because before they even start adventuring, elves have lived maybe a couple hundred years, at least a hundred years, and that's a lot compared to a human. And I'm thinking, well, so this put us into a discussion about: Do they age slower? I mean, do they as they're growing up? Is it slower? Or are they because they're considered to be what an adolescent until yeah. they're a hundred, something like that? Yeah, and then then they choose a, a new adult name or something like that when they become an adult. Okay, yeah, I don't remember that part, but yeah. So, so what was really interesting to me is when they begin play, they're already years older than any starting human adventure well and, and i told saw that this shouldn't be too much you shouldn't put too much thought into this one you should allow for it to be that they haven't left they, they've just left their their village or right, right. right. they've no, left yeah, yeah. the elves and they're out they want to go see what the real world is right much is. like the humans right yeah. so yeah. a 120 year old elf with a 18 year old human you could say would be they may have a lot more experience but to them it's not as much, right? It's comparable, right? In, in a certain sense in their lifespan. But what I, what I was thinking is just the amount of time that they have to learn stuff, right? The amount of time that they have to just read about stuff. That's why they're aloof. <laughs> they're described as aloof, right? And people, will, I think that's, we've talked about how you would play an elf, right? At least because of these factors, because they're more divine, they they live a long time, and and they, they have, have a lot of skills because they've been around for a long time you to learn think, a lot of things. You would think, but in D&D, they're not, I mean, or, or most fantasy games, they're not like, you would think that they would have like these, a mass amount of skills or a mass amount of this or whatever, uh, ability to fight, but they just start off with like a, like a regular human too also. And I can understand, well, maybe they just read a lot or they just spend time lounging around on their fancy lounge lounge. Chairs. Chairs. And uh, take in the world and, and spend a lot of time reading poetry. And that's cool. That's right. I mean, that's pretty cool. But but it's still like, that's a lot. That's, that seems like that's a lot. Only, that's only in D&D where you're, not only, but when you're doing a first level character, right? You have that issue. Right. But there's other ones like um, the One Ring, the elves are, although... I'm told by some people that you shouldn't play elves in the One Ring because you can't play a real elf. Well, that, that's the same. That's the same argument is that because they're so strange that you can't role play them. You can't role play aloof, uh, detached, and not caring what happens to everybody. Right, and yet exactly. do your job. Whatever yeah, that is, and actually adventure because why would you even? Bother? I mean, it's just interesting that kind of take on things. And I know we were watching this one lady on YouTube who was going off about how she doesn't allow elves in her games and 
And I was like, wow, she was like really adamant about it. And but she really did allow elves in her game. She just didn't like the fact that her players were <laughs> messing with her idea of what elves were in her world. <laughs> That's right. Because like it was like a surfer elf or something. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that was playing the elf was, you know, saying cowabunga dude or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, that really irked her. I, and, and I guess it would irk somebody who was trying to who play think, Who sees game, these elves as as these mythical, long-lived, almost godlike creatures. Yes. And the only other, all the other players are seeing them as, you know, this one guy. Right. Right. And then that's what she said, is that in her world or in her game, elves are hardly exist. And the only elf that anybody has contact with is the player character elf. Right. And here he is going, cowabunga dude, to every, every, that's how he ends his sentence, to everybody he talks to. So the idea that they're all this, like, whatever, however you envision these elves, here's this guy who's doesn't fit that mold. And he represents every elf that everybody comes in contact right. with. Right, right. Which I guess maybe she shouldn't allow more else to be around it here and there. But I think even like when I remember when we, even uh, in the movies, which a lot of people don't like, uh, they were f- held in some fascination, right? Cause like when you, when they, when they, when the, what is it? Frodo and Sam are leaving the Shire, right? And they're still by themselves and they come up and those elves are leaving yes. for the Harbor or whatever. The, you could tell that Peter Jackson is viewing them, trying to give them this like, like you said, like a divine, because aren't they like glowing? Or he shoots them with, with like a soft lens, so they so they're all fuzzy and and they're like almost glowing. And I think that was interesting. I think that that is how most people would look at elves, right? And you contrast, and yeah, even even Peter Jackson does it. You contrast that elf, that image of an elf with Legolas. Sure, he's pretty, and sure he has beautiful long blonde hair, and he looks perfect. But then he's like this. He's out there like smashing it, the orcs and and just getting it dirty and and stuff like that. No, I don't think he actually ever gets dirty. No, of course not. <laughs> but but you know what I mean. He's out there in rough and tumble, fighting and shooting arrows like a mad person and and sliding on shields, which a lot of people hated that scene. But but at the ver- but there's a, quite a contrast between that, those elves that you see leaving and Legolas adventuring with the dwarf, right? Right. And I think that is the problem, right? You, you have this envision of, of elves being a certain way, but when you play them, they're like just like everybody. <laughs> they're like one of the dudes, one of the Kaupanga dudes, right? They're just one of the crew. I remember after when Sippy wanted to play an elf, he was <laughs> he totally fashioned it after Legolas. I forget what he called himself, but that was his role model to play by, which would make sense. If you're going to adventure, that's the kind of elf you're going to be, right? Versus... You're not going to be. I'm. I'm just saying. If if this elf is going out adventuring with people, he's got to be a little bit. You know, learning different things, right? Well, yeah, he has to be a little bit different. And I think I would think that maybe even what is it? Because he because he really is. What is it? Uh, he's a it, it, Legolas is a prince, right? He's supposed to inherit uh, something or well, other. I, well, he's he's in he's a prince of. Uh, He's the son of the guy in the woods. Yeah, a woodland, a woodland lord. Yeah, I forget. This is the bad guy. Well, he wasn't a bad guy. He was the one that was all messed up. Anyway, I uh, forget what his name is. I, I'm sorry. But uh, 
But maybe that's where he gets his ability to, because like everybody else, every other elf seems to be like toe the line, right? And and Legolas is like, he's like a, a what is it, a rebel, right? I don't know if you if you so if you look at it that like the new what's the new show the um the Lord of the Rings show on the Rings uh, of Power Rings of Power. If you look at that, you can see that what's her name, the elf. Oh, uh, Galadriel. Galadriel. Oh yeah, she's a rebel. She's a rebel. Right. Right. In that one. In that one. But uh, then we see her in Lord of the Rings 2,000 years later, and she's quite the... the well, she's had 2,000 years to... <laughs> to calm down? Yeah, to, to grow up, right? To to see the world in a different way. So it is hard to play an elf. I, I wouldn't personally choose to play an elf in D&D. Saul and I already talked about this, but a lot of the people that we, that we play with, I, I don't know that any of them have ever chose a full elf to play. There, a lot of people play Steve. half elves. Steve was played a full elf at one point. I didn't play in a game with Steve as a full yes. elf. You just you didn't know. There's no way you can tell. Okay. I always kept saying, "Are you a half elf?" He goes, "No, I'm full elf." I go, "Thought that was orc." <laughs> plays it the same way. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But but see, I think people can. A lot of people will play half elves. Sorry, those are those filters. I understand. Half elves because they can. Um, then you can be a little chaotic, right? A little bit more human. Yeah, because you have that that chaos <laughs> in your blood, right? The, the human not knowing what they're going to do, which I think is how elves look at humans going, you know, you can't, you don't know what they're going to do. They might react violently okay. versus. So, yeah, so what, what we were thinking about how you would play an elf, right? And I mentioned the, uh, the idea of being aloof. I mentioned the idea of them not caring about time. Why would they care about time? Literally, you, if you're virtually immortal, who cares, right? Which took me to Highlander, right? All of these, all you, all the people you know are going to die, right? And you're right. just going to keep living on. So you become more aloof. You don't want to get too attached, right? I could That's see that. My idea, yeah, exactly. And I think some guy uh, on YouTube mentioned that it's like, it's like how humans view. They're dogs, right? Oh, dog! Dogs, specifically, because they they're kind of long lived compared to other animals, like let's say mice or fish, rats, fish, <laughs> uh, little hamsters, you know, who that live two years, and and they're they're very affectionate, right? They're loyal, right? They, you know, you can hug them and and some people kiss them, but hug them and you can. Do stuff with them, right? You take them on walks and all this other stuff. But they only live for fifteen to fifteen years. Maybe twenty. Some people say that the dogs are twenty years. Well, because people really want to keep them alive because they really get attached to them. Well, even uh, the little guy that my brother's dog was his his name Smokey. Smokey. He lived like seventeen years or eighteen years. He was a yeah. And so I, I he recently passed away. The little doggy. So that guy mentioned that that's how elves would view humans in a certain sense because they would, that's that's their lifespan. Their lifespan is so short that they're like, oh, they're only going to be here a little while. So after your first, third, fifth human, right, you're going to like, well, maybe I shouldn't get too attached because I get too attached. And then somebody even was talking about dogs. He goes, dogs are great. You know, you, you fiercely love animals and you fiercely in love with your, not in love, but you fiercely love your dog. And it passes away and it hurts. But imagine somebody who could, a, a creature that could share its ideas and hopes and all this other stuff. And losing that kind of friend compared to like humans and dogs, 
that's that's even that would hurt more or have a bigger impact on the elf than just a human and a dog. So if you go through that a few times, that would really like you could be aloof. You could see why they would be aloof. I understand that, and that's why I would think that's the way you would play. You wouldn't play it like like Kawabunga dude, <laughs> or maybe you would as a way of protecting yourself from from forming any kind of long term attachments. Two humans or anybody else that's alive. You're right. Like that. That what was that? Little Highlander. You're talking about how you're right. After a while, he doesn't want to deal with uh, people. He doesn't want to get married. Or he doesn't want to get married. You know, he fell in love way back what 300 years before. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so in a modern time, he's like, yeah, stay, and he's living like a solitary life, right? Yeah. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't hang out with people. He's by himself. He drinks his uh, ancient uh, uh, sh- uh, whiskey and stuff. And then uh, the girl gets involved, and, and then all hell's breaking. Yeah, that's what happens. There's humans <laughs> get involved, and that's and everything goes crazy. So uh, there was another. So movie. so it is hard to. I can see playing it. I can see where people. I've never had a, a GM say, "Oh, there's no elves in my game," or you you can't play an elf. Well, I've never said that. Yes, that's, I'm the only GM. <laughs> that's not true. Really? Well, maybe you had other GMs. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Anyway, but you're right. I don't, I think, but most people have, like been in my circle, right, of people who we play with, and I don't think anybody's ever said anything close to along those lines. That oh yeah, you you can't play a, an elf or a dwarf or something. Right. Yeah, because you 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 wouldn't be able to do that. There are other games like the we've talked about it before. Some of the other games like what is that one the the Warhammer Warhammer yeah, they have Warhammer elves. have elves, but they're a little bit different, right? Yes. And then there are those less D and D, the more greedy games, right? Where they're the 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 population. What's the one that the population of elves is only a certain amount, really small. So you have to roll to see if you can even play an elf. Oh yeah, I forget. I forget what... which one that was. <laughs> That's horrible. Since we reviewed it. It was. I don't think it was low life fantasy, but anyway. So there are different games where elves are treated as a smaller population, and if you right. want to play them, you have to roll for it, or you have to. There's different kinds of things that you have to. Yeah, do. well, in Warhammer Fantasy, I think there are like really, there's such a minority population, and humans have taken over the world that they're like mistreated, right? They're not. They're considered like low second class citizens simply because there's so few of them same thing like and that's that's because it's a dark gritty world right Right. even hobbits because if i play a halfling uh at least the way the gm ran it with us he was always making fun of us and stuff like that and dwarves are in the same boat so humans are are at the apex of society and it just goes downhill from there and it goes downhill quite a bit just to bring up shadow run the elves in shadow run are portrayed as as like elves but they also just appeared in 2012 right with when the when the change happened in yes. the world <laughs> and so they were humans but then all of a sudden they're elves right, right. well there's some now that are born elves right yeah. and so the elves though they find themselves they feel superior and suddenly they live longer and they have the whole elf persona, right? You're talking about in Shadowrun? Yeah, in Shadowrun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they ad- I think they adopt some sort of, uh, they take over native lands at some point, I think, in, in the United States. And they really, and, they, and in, in Shadowrun mythology, they take over the... 
some corporations. No, they took they take over Ireland. They, the Ireland oh, is. well, there you go. <laughs> so th- there's other yeah, there's other ways of portraying elves. A lot of it has to do. It seems like for me, from the few, not the few, but the, the RPGs that I read that are fantasy, they make elves not so high elves, right? They don't make them. They just make them uh, a different type of human. Right, right? Uh, and they kind of eliminate the whole group, their whole high, their divineness, and they make them more gritty, and they make them more—I don't say more human, but but less divine and more part, just like everybody else. And I think that that way to differ, differentiate themselves from the Tolkien and the and the D and D elf that are these, you know, always look good and all have these you know beautiful clothes and they don't get dirty and they. Well, in Shadowrun, that's elves are always beautiful, right? Right, right. But they also can be Shadowrunners and uh, yeah, and or stim addicts or whatever. But yeah, there, there was a, there was another. Uh, I was, was going to talk about this movie where this, which I saw, it was really late, and it was when Augustine was a baby. He was well. He was his about, memory might be he was off about, on this one. It was it was in two thousand seven. This movie came out, so Augustine was four. Not quite a baby. Anyway. So it's called The Man from Earth, I believe it is. And it's about this professor who's leaving. And uh, his friends give him a surprise going away party. So they're having dinner and they're asking him, well, so why are you leaving? Why are you leaving? And he goes, it's time for me to move on, blah, blah, blah. So then he starts talking about, he posts, posts a question about what what would happen if, if, if a 4,000-year-old Neolithic man was alive today? Mm-hmm. And then... And, still alive that he had lived born as a neolithic man and was alive today and li- had lived that whole time so basically he's saying that about it comes out that, that he is that neolithic man and he was involved in all kinds of big events in the ancient history and recent history and all this stuff so he was a person that he was he became a person that became was always like you said staying away from people after a while because he didn't want to and so that's why he was moving is one he didn't age so he had a move before people caught on to the day you haven't aged in the last 20 years since you've been a professor here something's up so he would always move you know he was always on the run right now elves don't have to have problem and i thought it was very interesting how he he talked about within the last few hundred years he never had a relationship or it was a relationship but he always thought it was a mistake in having that relationship with somebody so he wouldn't try to get it too attached and uh and i thought that you know that that's another you know, there's another example how you could view elves acting after a while is that they probably would move around or probably would would say goodbye to their friends before they died and move on right like okay, I, you know it's great being with you guys for twenty years. I gotta go. Years. I gotta go. I you know whatever. I gotta go to do whatever excuse you can make. So I th- think that's what kind of uh, that's the kind of world or that's the kind of thing that they would probably do to protect themselves from seeing their loved ones pass away and stuff like that. They would just keep moving or go where or somewhere for fifty years, which doesn't matter to me to them. And I remember this one guy was also talking about about because of the elves live so long. And they don't need to eat a lot, supposedly, and they sometimes don't have to sleep. They just kind of meditate. Uh, they would look at sieges like, oh, who cares? And then so they go, we're going to put a five-year siege on you. They have goes, okay. It gives you time to read a book, you know, where the, where the humans are going, that's five years. That's a long time. So certain things would just totally not matter, especially when it, in reference to time. 
anything that took a long time, probably they wouldn't care about how long it took to do something. What are you saying about how you would play an elf then? Well, like I said before, I think I'd be aloof, right? If I really wanted to play that classic elf, the way we, the way the Tolkien describes it, the way uh, uh, Gary describes elves, and D D describes elves. Now the greedier, dirty ones, yeah, we're not talking about those. But that, probably aloof, and probably uh, because they don't want to form too much attachments, they wouldn't be very friendly. They would say, you know, it would be like a transactional type of uh, arrangement maybe after in gameplay uh, after years of, of game not not in years, real of, years yeah but they would form some sort of attachment to players but like they wouldn't so you would take it if you're getting if, if your players are getting into a fight as the elf you would go well i'm with these people so i'm going to make sure that we get out of this one way or another, I'm, I'm, he may not even join the fight, but he's like, "Well, let's depending we'll, on what kind of let's character see, we'll, let's see which way this this game is going, this fight is going." I mean, you're talking about like a like a combat, yeah. Oh yeah, then he would definitely take part in the combat. I thought like a a barroom brawl. Oh, like a barroom yeah. brawl, he probably wouldn't do anything. Yeah, because he goes, "Okay, they're gonna get if they get beat up, they get beat up. I'll do the first aid. <laughs> I'm not gonna help them win because that's because this fault. is a silly fight, yeah, right? Right, and it doesn't mean anything. So it is. It is a lot. It's probably harder to play an elf. Yes. you have to to go into that mindset while you're in the game and just right. just not that. That's like breaking. What is it you call breaking the breaking the fourth wall? The fourth wall, right? You 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 have to literally stay in character all the time. Which I don't know. Some people can do it. Some people can't. Yeah. So usually any game I've been in where people have been playing an elf or a half elf, they play just like the humans. Right, right. right. Like I tell Saul, I always play a human. I can always be chaotic good in D&D, although that may be gone. I don't know if they still use those terms anymore. But um, that's usually what I do, right? That way I can do what I want as the player. Right. Even if it is a little chaotic, right? I think Legolas is a classic example of a lot of a chaotic good elf. But it, I thought elves had to be neutral, so he's chaotic neutral, right? No, I don't think they have to be. No, I think okay. those went out the window. Okay. Uh, do they have to be neutral? I don't know. You could be neutral good. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember now. No, I, I think, think it's neutral good. I think they could be everything, anything. I think if you're a certain. I don't know. I remember reading really? it. I don't remember. I know if you're is. if you're a druid, you have to be neutral. And a lot of a lot of elves play druids. You know, I'm just saying. It depends on on what you're going after, right? If if like in my in first twenty years of role playing, we didn't really role play. We didn't really get into our character and and stuff. You know, we got into fights and did that and gained experience and killed monsters, took their stuff, and only in the last few years that. Getting into character has the last twenty years. Last twenty years that getting into character has mattered a little bit more for all of us. For all of us in in my sphere of playing, and of course, in the last twenty years, twenty five years, since was twenty twenty three, as as my my gamer friends has increased because I go to conventions and I form friends. I get I form friends. I made friends. I made friends there, and I invite them into my my games, and we play together. Other than at conventions, a lot of them bring in these different ideas about role playing and getting into character and staying in character. I've talked about differences in the way people play and how some people will refer to themselves in the third person, their characters. Yeah, and that's not role. Is it role playing? Yeah, it is role playing, but it's not. It depends on the person. And not in the role. Yeah, and I think that. 
I think that's where it pays off is like if you're in a role and want to you know get into character, then that's where it would be difficult to play an elf. Otherwise, you know, you're just or hanging. if you're really good at staying in character, then you could do it, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, I've never seen anybody do it really. I mean, because I play an elf, the people that I've played with, right? Most of the time, they play half elves anyway. So, <laughs> so they have the dark vision, but they. <laughs> <laughs> I forget well, who well, who was, but we were, we were talking about, and and we didn't know what race they were. We thought they were one, and all of a sudden, it turns out that there's something else. That was a that was in Shadowrun, wasn't it? That was Kathy, and she was a she was an orc or something, and, and she thought she was a troll. She thought she was a troll, but that has to do with making the character. That was her first character in Shadowrun, and the boys didn't bother to tell her she was a troll. No, she was an orc. She was an orc. And thought she was she a troll. She thought she was a troll. Because everybody, at one point, they go, man, that's that's pretty small for a troll. Right? And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know. That's what my character sheet says. And then, like, after a, a little brief investigation, they're like, oh. You're an orc. You're an orc, not a troll. So and that was quite funny. But it not, I like she played it the, any, any differently. No. <laughs> Although, once she figured out she was an orc, she wasn't quite as heavy and, and stuff. So she could. And it, and, and, uh, she wasn't encumbered by, by the size. So that made it a little easier for her. Yes, right. Yeah, she did change the way a little bit how she yeah. played him. Yeah. Yes. Was, anyway, but I think you're right. I think if. So if you want to play an elf, I think you. Yeah. I hope somewhere in this conversation, which was kind of muddled, you could get an idea that maybe you're going to play it aloofly or you pick. You have all these different ideas of what elves are, different different stories, different versions of. Uh, and it depends on the world that the GM yeah. is, is trying to put forth and what their ideas of an elf is and if they say you can't play an elf then don't worry about it but if you can play an elf and you decide you want to play one then hopefully yeah, I, would, I would have a. I think almost any GM will let you have that conversation with them and then say you know this is why I want to play an elf blah 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 and I, I, I would find it very difficult for any GM to say flat out no Mainly because they might have the idea. Well, I don't think they could do. You know, if you don't role play, blah 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 blah. And then you just say, "Hey, I think I could do it. Let me have a chance at it." And if you look at it that way, I don't think there's a GM out there that's going to say no to you because they're like. Although they might have their own prejudices about yes. you aren't going to be able to play the oh. right. I think any GM that's a decent GM is going to let you have a shot at it. Yeah. If they if they don't allow elves, then pick something else because you know there's a reason. They ask them what the reason is, and they'll tell you. Because I had a guy who said cowabunga, dude, at the end, and he was an elf, and I didn't like that. It skewed my image of what elves are. Yes, and that's not good. So there you go. Good luck playing an elf if you decide to. This is gaming perspectives with Saul, Angeline, and you have a good day. <laughs>